You're listening to the Concession Stand Podcast on the Orbital Jigsaw Network. From movies and tech to WWE and video games, come let your geek flag fly with your hosts, Nick Howe and Andy Nelson. Welcome back to the concession stand. This is episode number 35. I'm your host, Nick Howell. With me as always, the soon-to-be-traveling Mr. Andy Nelson. How are you, sir? I'm good. Here we go. Episode number 35. So my favorite number 35. Wait, hold on. So there are some sports number 35s that we should bring up. Kevin Durant is arguably one of the okay. best basketball players in the current NBA. Sure. And if one not of, all time. Yes, oh, okay. and one of my favorite uh, goalies of all time mm-hmm. that I never saw play, but is arguably one of the best goalies that ever played the game. Tony Esposito, Tony okay. O from the Blackhawks, wears the Jason Voorhees style of mask. Yes. One of the last guys to do that. But I'm not going to pick my sports 35. I am going to pick... 35 millimeter film Ooh. as my as my uh, as my thing this week. Interesting twist. 35 millimeter film uh, invented by arguably William Dixon. Thomas Edison had a hand in that. I and, thought it was Edison. And Eastman, uh, George Eastman of the Eastman Kodak fame. So yes, there is no movie without 35 millimeter film. So we give anybody that had anything to do with 35 millimeter film a stone cold salute. I said, give me a hell yeah. Man, that just that just tastes good every single week. I swear. You like how I did the whole uh, not sports thing? But yeah, kind of mentioned you, sports. You threw me a curveball there. So I want to start off the show by 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 saying another retraction. I did this last Again? week. Yeah, I did this last oh, week God. too. Look, man, I get excited when we're talking about <laughs> stuff, and I forget sometimes uh, things that are that are that are common knowledge. Yeah. Um. And what is and, it this time? And last week you said something along the lines of the Kingsman was based on a comic book, and I said I don't think it is. I was wrong, and I I, I said that, and I was wrong. Kingsman was based on a comic book. Kingsman is uh, the movie is now you know whatever it's coming out, but yes, it was based on a comic book. I was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Moving on. I knew it. Moving. You were right. You were absolutely right. Um, like you said, I am gearing up to to travel. Uh, I'm working on a show. Uh, that has four really, really cool people in it, and I'll give some clues. Here they are. Uh, one of those people has a, a tabletop grill that you can have on your counter. Another one of these people on this show uh, was uh, wore number 12 in the NFL and also had the initials TB, not Tom Brady. The other person might have been the host of a show called Rescue 911 a long time ago, <laughs> okay. and maybe a famous star captain. Uh, that's all I'll say. He might have a starship. And the other person was the person that actually jumped the shark. That's all I'll say. Oh, that's all okay. I'll say. This is season two of a show. I'm going to be in Europe for two months. Uh, I leave Monday uh, working with these four amazing uh, icons and culture that nice. I, I don't know if I can say this stuff. So that's why I'm giving you these little clues and all of the uh, the It'll internet be fun for the listeners. Yes. Too. And you could figure it out. Uh, uh, this the season one of the show is on Hulu. So there you go. That's uh-huh. all I'll say. And I'm really excited to go disappointed to leave the family for two months. But this is a really cool opportunity to go do this thing. Somebody um, on Reddit will figure what figure out what this is in yes, about an hour. Yes. So now, now, as far as what I've been doing this week, as far as the geeky stuff, yeah. uh, I've been chipping away more at The Expanse, which we talked about last week. Yeah. I'm, I'm into season two now. Uh, it's just as good as I expected, and it's getting even better in the second season, and all my friends are like, keep watching it, it's amazing, right? So I'm going to tell you, please watch it, just like you'll tell me, please watch Extra, which you still haven't done yet. I did buy <laughs> I did buy a uh, separate um, uh, 
external uh, disc player for this new MacBook Pro that I have now, so I can actually put a disc in and watch extra while I am overseas. So yeah, I'm going to be in Europe for two months. Um, but my other big thing is tomorrow, or by the time the show is on, we will actually be today, if right. you're listening to it when the show drops, uh, tomorrow is May the 4th. Yes, yeah, so... May the 4th be with you, my friend. Yes. And it is a very special day as well in, in my family because my firstborn daughter was born on May the 4th. So wow. I have a Star Wars baby. And the I am, ex- I am excited for her to turn eight tomorrow. I love her dearly, and I cannot wait to see that. What about you, my friend? I've been I've spent the last week, week or a little over a week, uh, finding some new communities to hang out in. Okay. Uh, with regards, I wanted to go find where all the podcasters were hanging out. Yeah. So I wanted to send a shout out to uh, all of those listening f- uh, who have subscribed from the podcast we listen to and the podcast community Facebook groups that I've been conversing with back and forth. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for all your feedback. Thanks for the the reviews and, and everything that you guys and all of the great conversations that we've had over the last couple of weeks. And we're going to send it back your way as yeah, well. It's absolutely. all about helping got, each other out. I'm, I'm chock full of new subscriptions of shows to, to listen to. So I'm, I, as a consumer of podcasts, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, I will say that with you traveling, leaving on Monday, and I am also going to be traveling next week, headed to Boston for a non-podcast unrelated event sure. uh, to do with the tech industry, uh, I will be gone as well, which means we're not going to have a show next week. We will, but it won't drop at the normal day. Like here's the, here's We're going to try and pull something off on the weekend. Here's the honest truth, everybody. We are going to do the best that we can to try and record shows and get stuff out to you uh, over the next couple of months while I'm gone, while Nick's doing all of his traveling for what he does. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make, make the best of the situation. The, different, the, on, the honest truth is we're going to be nine hours apart. So, yep. <laughs> so I'll be in Europe and you'll be here. And if we can get a, a podcast recorded over Skype or whatever the technology yeah. allows us to do, we are going to do it. We're going to try and keep uh, as as close to uh, you guys as, as we can. Um, it might not be an hour anymore. It might be a half hour. We don't know. But we're going to try and, and stay connected as best we can. Uh, I hear the Internet's really fast over there. So that, uh, that might be a good bonus for us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, just giving you guys a little foreshadowing. It's going to be a little sketchy for the next couple of months. But we are absolutely going to keep going. Don't take any absolute. Uh, read into that too much yeah uh lastly we wanted to kind of give you a little teaser of uh today what we're going to be talking about yep. uh, in the lobby specifically um we're calling this show hurry up and wait yeah um because there's some trends that are starting to appear that we've in a way predicted uh about the way that film releases and video releases or digital releases are starting to happen you could call us soothsayers soothsayers that's good <laughs> Uh, also, in our video game sections in a little bit, we're going to talk about uh, a bunch of stuff, but one of the big topics is uh, some video games this week have gone on sale in a massive way. Ooh, but ooh I like first, what you did there. I like what you did there. Let's talk about some TV and movies. So like we just talked about, uh, International Star Wars Day is tomorrow, so there's going to be sales on ThinkGeek and all kinds of Amazon things. Like Anything that you want for Star Wars will probably go on some sort of sale today if you're listening to it on May the 4th or tomorrow, but it's a big day. It's a big celebration. We're huge Star Wars fans, mm-hmm. as you know. It's a fun day to celebrate Star Wars. And Tomorrow's going to be expensive. Yes. <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, but yeah, uh, the big thing that's happening right now, and I just showed you a little bit of it and you hadn't heard of it, um, uh, there is a big, like, uh, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's uh, Lonely Hearts Club Band album, or whatever that album yeah. was that came out in the 60s or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, some gentlemen who are 
internet geniuses in my in my opinion have taken every single song from that album and added star wars lyrics instead of the beatles lyrics right and then they have set them to video and we can't do this justice (laughs) on the show we cannot we cannot tell you anything about it except to just look up star wars beatles on youtube and enjoy yes uh i'll post some of those to the facebook pages as well but uh let us know which one you guys love the best but i'm intrigued i can't wait to go listen to the whole album frankly because it's it's genius they are doing uh they are doing another like digital deluxe release on itunes where they have some old demos and stuff i think that's coming like next month or the beatles, uh, by next month i mean this month in may so i think that's sort of like there's some sort of it's not coming from the beatles camp but uh, the Beatles are going to be front and center for a little bit uh, in the month of May Didn't as well. Did Michael Jackson buy the Masters for the Beatles? Wasn't he, that a thing? I think he owns the Beatles Library or something. Or he bought it from McCartney. Uh, I, I could, I could be wrong. There could be another retraction coming <laughs> if, if we're not careful. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah. Well, hey, uh, the Lonely Island. You remember the Lonely Island? Of course. They did uh, of course. Jizz in My Pants of course. and I'm on a Boat. And, Andy and Samberg yeah. and uh, Akiva, whatever. Go- yeah. Well, yeah. they've been s- hanging around smoking a bunch of weed with Seth Rogen. And <laughs> apparently, <clears throat> there was this crazy festival that was supposed to happen in the Bahamas, uh, I think this weekend or something, oh, called it, the it, Fire it Festival. It did happen, yeah, last weekend. Uh, it was sold to be this grand $25,000 VIP kind of thing, and you know it, it blew up. But... Literally. (laughs) The funny part of this, uh, as if that's not... It's horrible, but it's kind of funny. People would pay that much to go to a concert. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Seth Rogen and Lonely Island both teased uh, off the back of that 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 Fire Fire Festival stole their idea because they are in the process of making a film, a horror film, about a festival going completely wrong. All right. So uh, they were they took to Twitter as soon as the news started breaking about the fire festival that that. So we got a little bit of a tease of a next Seth Rogen project. Yeah, there. I'm hoping this is going to be kind of like a black comedy horror movie because those when you think of those names you think of comedy number one. Yeah. And if they, they add a horror twist to it, that could be quite fun. Well, you think of something like This Is the End or sure. something along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, David Fincher and more movie news is talking uh, with Brad Pitt about directing. The World War Z sequel, which is really what do you call that? World War. There's no letters after that. <laughs> yeah. World War Alpha. World, World War Z. What is after Z? I, I don't know. It's a thing. I, yeah, I don't know. World uh, War Infinity. I don't. There you go. That's easy. But then, how do you make the, the third movie? Have you, if it's already Infinity, I don't know. World War um, Infinity Squared. So, I did you see World War Z? I never saw I it. Did I never saw it? I wanted to see it, but it was crap. Okay, Let, but, let's not split any hairs. It was. It was. Fucking terrible. But it's based on this like really cool book by uh, what's the guy's name? Matt Max Brooks or something. Yeah, it's a graphic and, novel again. Sorts, retraction, yeah. possibly. If yeah. I say that, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Brad Pitt making a movie with David Fincher. David Fincher doesn't make bad movies, in nope. my opinion. In my opinion, say what you will about Alien Three. It was still a good movie. Well, he um, he apparently doesn't claim that one, but he the the point I guess the point is he has worked with Brad Pitt in the past on Seven. Yes, uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Sure. Uh, so they're very familiar with each other. Brad Pitt loves his style of perfection that and who, he's and who does infamous for right. Sure. So uh, them getting together, maybe it doesn't turn out to be such a piece of shit as the first one did. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's nothing but hope for the good there. Right. <laughs> Speaking of hope. Uh, let's talk about the three trailers that we've seen this week. Yes. Let's start with uh, the one that dropped today. Actually, there are two that dropped today. Let's start with the one that dropped today, The Defenders. Yes. Uh, the Netflix thing. Your thoughts? Uh, um, 
lackluster, disappointed. It was it, it's they had too much to cram into the two and a half minute trailer. I love the Daredevil series. I moderately enjoyed Jessica Jones. I didn't like Luke Cage, and I haven't seen Iron Fist. So for me to watch this objectively, I came out of it going, eh, it feels like a mashup supergroup promotional thing. I I don't know what to expect. I have no exposure to their comics. Or, or the lore that's involved with what they're going to go do, I'm absolutely going to watch it, but I'm nowhere near as excited about this as I would be if, let's say, a Punisher trailer dropped. Okay, but that's just one guy. So, okay, I'm on the other, I'm on the other side of this. Yes. All right. So I have not. I've watched one episode of Je- Jessica Jones. I've not seen Luke Cage, and I've not seen Iron Fist. However, as a comic book fan, I know exactly who all these characters are. When I see this trailer and I see all of them interacting, I want to see this show. Do I need to go back and watch Jessica Jones? Do I need to go back and watch Luke Cage? Do I need to go back and watch Iron Fist? No. I know who they are. And then just do it. Just yeah. have a good time. Let's see all these guys interact together. The trailer was cool. I think we heard a little bit of uh, Scott Glenn's voice as the uh, the blind guy in uh, Daredevil. That was that, that voice was all over that trailer. Oh, okay. So maybe he's sort of like an orchestrator. I don't know. Uh, I am really excited about this. It's like they've been building up all this stuff to get to this point, kind of like when they were building up all these uh, Marvel movies to get to Avengers. Same kind of thing. Do I need to go back and watch everything? Like I said, probably not. I I want to just yeah. to to see the development to get yeah. to this point. But you know, I'm, you're gonna I'm, have a lot of time on planes. I am. Coming up very I am. Soon. You're right. But uh, but, but it uh, felt like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles buddy cop thing with Splinter okay, leading him okay, around. Okay, great. Know? Show me all these characters together. <laughs> I don't need to see the backstory on it because I right. know them. And but you know, like I said, I'll watch it. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, I felt like this was coming like next year because they were like building it up forever. It's coming in August. Oh god, this is like three months away. That means they've already shot all of it. It's in of post course. and it's done. One other trailer that dropped today: uh, Dark Tower. Uh, the Stephen King story. Yes. You read the books, right? Yes. Okay. The trailer is amazing. Yes. I want to see this movie like tomorrow. Again, that's also coming in August, I think. Yes. I think that's what it said. Um, Idris Elba, uh, Matthew McConaughey playing a bad guy. Similar to, uh, like it reminded me of uh, Pacino doing the devil in uh, yes. uh, what Devil's Advocate or whatever that movie yes. was. I kind of want to see McConaughey play a bad guy. We never see that. I think it could be really good. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I guess he was the bad guy in those Cadillac commercials. Kind <laughs> the of. Lincoln commercials. <laughs> Lincoln, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. He just twirled a booger around on his fingertips <laughs> yeah. for a while. So no, what do you, Dark, what do you, Dark Tower, to me, is probably one of Stephen King's best books. And it's probably not known as one of his best books, but I think it's up there with Needful Things, It, um, Shining. All It's up there, right? That guy's doing well this year. He's got It and Dark Tower coming Absolutely. out. He'll be fine in the in the money department. If you're not familiar with Dark Tower... It is the best way I know how to describe it to someone that's not is it's kind of like never ending story. Okay. From a format perspective, you have a person that goes to that dreams certain things, uh, figures out a way to end up in that world with those things and then comes back, brings them back to the real world in order to save the world. Same kind of formula from a writing perspective. But this time it's with a badass revolver shooting gunslinger, oh, man. Uh, the, and it looks fan freaking tastic. And they have done so much justice to to the written book. Uh, I cannot wait to see this as a fan of King and as a, uh, a fan of that book specifically. Uh, believe the hype. Uh, the other trailer, one more, uh, Cars Three, which dropped I think as we were recording the show last week. So this might be a little bit late, but we still want to talk about it. Sure. Uh, did you see it? Mm-hmm. So this has a Don't bit. Care. Of- you don't. No. I think this is kind of like a, this is kind of an interesting like um, 
this series has a bit of like a sports element and like getting older and then yeah. getting to a retirement thing. I think we're going to see a bit of that. It's Talladega Nights animated. You know, you've got the bad guy race car driver that's coming in with the super fast <laughs> car and the skills. And then you got Lightning McQueen that's playing Ricky Bobby that somehow has to figure out how to beat him. And you know, I, I never looked at it, it that it, way. It's a G-rated it. Talladega Nights. You okay. know, that's, that's really what it comes in. Okay, All Man, right. you don't have uh, what's his name in there? Yeah, tighter. Yeah, get her done. Um, uh, Mater, that's what it is. Yeah, Mater. Um, back to Netflix. Uh, we were talking about Netflix with the Defenders thing. Here's the thing: they are now going to potentially be releasing their movies at the same time as they. In theaters, is they, uh, uh, what, what is this? What, what do you got here? So we've talked over the past couple of weeks about Netflix buying up and producing these mega films, right? Yeah, yeah. We talked about the uh, Scorsese epic uh, yeah, right, last week that right. they optioned for $105 million, sure. right? So the studios and the theaters are trying to come to them and say, hey, why don't you release your films in the theaters? And Reed Hastings is like, the CEO of Netflix, yeah. is like, absolutely, I would love to do that. But you, I'm gonna put it on Netflix at the same time. Oh, wait a minute! And that's it's. I just imagine the 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 Muppets, whatever they are, that have the flapping mouths. I still like how the theater owners are apparently the owned by the Hamburglar. Yes, it's a good analogy, but I digress. No, so that's really the hangup. It's not that Netflix doesn't want to; it's that the theaters want exclusives to it. Um, for a period of time before it shows up on the streaming sites. Yeah. And Netflix is like, nah. This is a power play. This could be what like... What now? It's your move. Yeah, yeah. this could be the future of it. We're like, we have this thing that we can also release yeah. it on. You want it in your theater so you can make money on your popcorn and drinks? Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? Yeah. Uh, uh, it'll get to a point. Maybe, who knows? I, I will say right now, I will go on record and say, I don't care if it was released on Netflix the same day. I'm going to go see a Martin Scorsese, De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, gangster epic in the theater if it's available i don't care if it's on netflix the same day but what if you could wait and maybe save money maybe we'll talk about that later in the lobby i don't know sure sure but just to make a point just to make a point there are certain films that you will people will go see in the theater regardless of whether or not it's on netflix the same day agree i think that is a very short-sighted greedy kind of vision to have a great agreed is what i meant to say Um, a great agreed (laughs) yeah a great greed um, but how do they how do they recoup that like investment if it's if it just goes to Netflix are they, are they are they sort of power playing like you said to get in the theater to get the uh, I, I don't I Netflix don't is swimming yeah, in cash I don't understand well their are stock they? Pri- yeah their stock prices they they did a split I think last summer it's already gone back up to almost two hundred dollars a share they're reporting record numbers of subscribers they have no problem with money right now. Every quarter they come out and they announce uh, uh, just crazy numbers, growth quarter by quarter. Look, they they have no financial issues whatsoever. So the fact that they are able to – I think part of it has to do with they're able to keep all the money. Oh, I have all the money. <laughs> um, the fact that they're able to keep it all makes no difference. It would actually cost them money, I believe. Either they would get a very small percentage – of actually putting it out to theaters. So yeah. they stand to lose money by distributing it to the theaters. Depending on the deal they make. Exactly. So that's my per- my theory. My speculative theater. Theory. Theater theory. Theory. Theatery. One more thing about Netflix. Orange is the New Black, a very popular show which I've never watched. I've heard only good things. Season 5 is coming June 9th, but apparently a hacker this week is holding the episodes hostage. Have you heard about this? Those silly hackers. Um... Yeah, so basically, here's the long story short. This was one of those ransom deals. Get me back, my son! <laughs> <laughs> 
where he the hacker got a whole, went to one of the post houses and breached the security. One of the production shops that was putting the finishing, the colorists and the sure. the, the the editors hooks up his Ethernet cable to the Avid with the old <laughs> sure. <laughs> I have just, all he yeah, I have all the episodes, <laughs> and he pulled all the episodes out of the post house through a security breach. Sure. And then he posted the premiere season premiere online. Oh, oh man! And said, "I got them all, bitches. Pay me, you know, or else, or I'm going to post them all." So apparently, I don't know what Netflix is doing. That they, they, we don't. We're we're sitting around waiting to see what the response is. But at this point, some hacker overseas has all 13 episodes and allegedly also <laughs> has content from ABC, Fox, and IFC. Uh, oh, fun! That works as well. Oh, fun. <laughs> This is going to be a thing, man. This is going to happen forever. But yep. I bet the Netflix people are like, do we give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Right? Oh, I think we see, give it a thumbs uh, down. And will anybody care? <laughs> uh, well, hey, let's move on to some Star Wars. No hype train. No hype train. No this hype train is, is limited, not in the schedule this week. Limited Star Wars stuff this week. Yes. Um, we have talked about um, Grand Admiral Thrawn yep. in, in recent weeks. Yep. Uh, those char- that character created by Timothy Zahn for what were the name of the three books in the nineties? Uh, Heir to the Empire, Last Command, and uh, Dark Force Rising, or the other way around. Dark Force yeah. Rising yeah. or Dark Command? Uh, Last Command was the last one. Dark Force, Ra- yeah. Dark Force Rising. It was the it was the original after the Star Wars trilogy trilogy. Yes. yes. Which has been we've talked about at length, which has been put on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've since done the prequels. They've since done all these cartoons yep. and. Now they're up to Rebel Season 3. They've reintroduced Grand yes. Admiral Thrawn. And he is the only character from that expanded universe that Disney destroyed yes. that survived. Yes. So, in an interesting turn of events, Timothy Zahn was invited to Disney to come and sit in and with the creators of the episodes of Season 3 where he was going to be in it, right? So right. he got to see advanced versions of the of these episodes. That's uh, cool. Absolutely. Uh, what, what He had no idea that this was happening, by the way. In the interview that I read, he 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 went in cold. Like there was huh. no. He just hey, come down and hang out with the rebels crew at Disney. That's yeah. all he knew. After he went and saw the episodes in the screening room, they pulled him into a boardroom and said, "Hey, we want you to write a prequel book for Grand Admiral Thrawn." And that's the book we got a couple weeks ago. All that's right, the book we got a couple of weeks okay. ago. So uh, apparently, in in at the end of season three, when he's when his episodes are there. There's some references to older relationships and his coming up and stuff like that. So basically, it's written around Grand Admiral Thrawn's rise to Grand Admiral, I assume. Cool. And uh, before he his character makes it to um, to Rebels. So I'm going to grab it. I, I'm interested. I'm curious. I want to see what happens. But he's kind of the one mainstay uh, that's been throughout. Sounds like a good book to read on a plane. <laughs> yes, definitely grab a copy. Hey, did you know that Wonder Woman is coming out in a month? What? Yeah, remember that Wonder Woman movie that everybody's excited about? That's, that's coming out from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, they, uh, no, that's that that Wonder Woman movie. Remember, remember well, that's that one with the Man lasso. Manbear Gal Gadot is playing Wonder Woman. That's coming out in a month, and nobody's talking about it. There might have been a TV spot. Yes, everybody's in the whole like yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy thing right now. But I mean, this movie's coming out in a month, and we've seen nothing. It, it's just. <laughs> I agree. There's there aren't billboards in town. Like we're like we live in L.A. There's billboards for everything, everywhere for stuff that's coming out anytime. For three months leading up to the release of Suicide Squad last year, there were four videos that hit YouTube from Warner Brothers every single week for uh, for months leading up to Suicide Squad's release. Right? You remember the, how crazy yes. nice that marketing came yes. Was? We're a month out from Wonder Woman, and not we're not even, seeing not anything. Even. There are four videos. Four videos on the Warner Brothers YouTube page 
for Wonder Woman spots. And there aren't billboards, and there aren't TV. Uh, there, I think they had a TV ad or something that came out this week. But Hashtag like, feminism. What are they doing? Uh, is it? I mean, like, I what are they doing? Are they... Are they are they trying to do a reverse hype and think that like it'll just stand on its own? I mean, let's talk about this. I, I, I think this is a fantastic topic. We could talk about this for an hour because there you could draw in all of the, the diversity or the lack thereof in Hollywood and uh, female versus lead, male pay, and all of that stuff comes into the equation. But I don't want to put all of that onto this. I'm wondering, much like you just kind of uh, alluded to, if they learned their lesson from Suicide Squad and they're trying not to hype people up too much, assuming people are going to go see this movie anyway. Or is it a safe bet where it's like they know they know something that we don't know that maybe this movie isn't good, so they don't want to overhype oh, no. it and then suffer the backlash again? I, 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 I hope, hope that it's not that too, but I mean, it's like... This like this is a movie that people have been waiting for forever. There yes. has been Batman movies and Superman movies since the seventies. Yes, there has never been a Wonder Woman movie. This is a big deal. This is a big step for for comic books and for women and for little girls to be excited about a Wonder Woman movie. And we're not seeing anything about it, and it drives me crazy. I mean, this is the third leg of the DC kind of trifecta of Batman, yes. Superman, Wonder Woman. They they market the shit out of Batman and Superman. Yes. And we've how many Justice League trailers have we seen in the I last know, month? I know, but we've. Are you no. telling me? Uh, Listen, I'm going to hope that they're going to. They're just assuming that people are going to go see it anyway, and they're saving the money on the marketing. But I will quote one of my favorite villains of all time from Under Siege Two: <laughs> "Assumption <laughs> is the mother of all fuck ups." All right, there, there you, you go. go. The other thing that I've that I've heard is a, a typically. The movie marketing starts, the big time movie marketing starts three weeks out, which would be next week. Now, okay. granted, if they're trying to stay out of the Marvel Disney side of things, like let Guardians come out and make its bajillions and make all the records for the opening weekend. And after that all happens, then then DC steps in and is like, here comes Wonder Woman. We got it too. You know, like yeah. Wonder Woman. You know, like they can, like, <laughs> yes. you yes. know, sure. Oh, man. Well, hey, speaking of Wonder Woman, we've talked about the Jungle Cruise project that yes. The Rock is putting on, yeah. but apparently The Rock wants Patty Jenkins, who's directing the Wonder Woman movie, uh-huh. uh, to direct the Jungle Cruise project. Now, I still have no idea what the hell the Jungle Cruise ride is, and I think the the position that I come at this from is a one of optimism in the sense that what was the other big um, Disney ride that they created a movie franchise out of? Pirates of the Caribbean? Pirates of the Caribbean. What would you have ever expected that a Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> wait a minute, movie they, wait a minute, would, it, would have turned into... They did Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. <laughs> touche. Touche. However, uh, with The Rock involved, Patty Jenkins directing, and Disney behind it, I, I think this... This could kind of be a no-brainer success. I think it's I think it's a big thing for number one, The Rock, arguably the biggest movie star in the world right now. Yep. Say what you will. Yes. He is the biggest movie star in the world right now. For him to come out and say, I want Patty Jenkins to direct the Jungle Cruise movie for Disney... The competing, the competing side of this. Remember, DC is Warner Brothers, and now he wants to do a Disney movie with Patty Jenkins, the Wonder Woman director, to come out and say, I want a female director to direct this. He's huge. Yeah. Before the movie's even made. Yeah. And that guy has some clout. That's a good thing. Hell yeah. And uh, the more of that, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. You remember those guys that kind of... They, they, we weren't really sure who won the Best Picture Oscar. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so uh, Barry Jenkins, who's the director uh, of Moonlight, Moonlight yep. and uh, Damien Chazelle mm-hmm. uh, for La La Land, apparently they're both coming to TV for their next project. Is this the new trend now? I, I think so. Prestige TV seems to be the big thing right yeah. now, right? I think we're, everybody's got the blockbuster fatigue shit going on. And what do you mean by prestige TV? 
Uh, serial, episodic, long timeline, multiple budget, season, big budget, big. It's got yeah. big budgets behind it. Absolutely, uh-huh. uh, the Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. Absolutely. So uh, apparently, Barry Jenkins is doing one uh, around the Underground Railroad. Cool. I think that's actually the name of the series. Great. Uh, I can't wait to see that stuff. Yeah, you know how fascinated I am with the Civil War and, and stuff like that. Of course. Um, uh, Chazelle is doing one called The Eddie, which is apparently a jazz club sound familiar based in paris where they're gonna do a musical tv sh- so so paris land P- la 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 paris, <laughs> paris land. la la paris you know <laughs> there you go paris land <laughs> uh so i i don't know he's staying in his comfort zone in the pocket I, I don't i still have kind of a raised eyebrow about how that got so many awards uh, or nominations and awards but hey whatever um i don't really know what this means for tv going forward I think the more of that stuff, the better. But at a certain point, we run out of hours in the day to consume all of the episodes of all of these TV shows, of all of these seasons. I just I don't know where it ends. You know what? I'll never run out of time watching. What? Is anything with Kurt Russell in it. Oh, I think he is the most underrated actor in Hollywood, maybe of all time. Uh, sure. Uh, I think sure. he does not get the A-list star credit triple a credit that he deserves Kurt russell doesn't open movies but he's just consistent and he's awesome and he's been awesome since he was a kid yes for disney yes so that's why the reason why we wanted to bring this up today is apparently i read an article that um apparently walt disney's dying words his last words on his deathbed were two words kurt russell wow think about that i wonder if that's true uh Apparently that's it what is. They, that's what they say in an article. But uh, yeah, apparently okay. one of his his it was a female relative that was there, uh-huh. and she literally wrote down his last words. And the last two words he says were Kurt Russell. No kidding. With no real context behind it, Kurt in the article says, "I don't have any idea what it means." But apparently, Kurt Russell as a teen hung around Walt Disney. Of course, he, was he, did. he, was, in, he was in a bunch of like uh, movie, like yeah. Disney, like live action movies as a kid. He's yeah. in a ton of them. But he was kind of a surrogate grandson for uh, for Walt Disney, and, huh. and and the role was reversed as well. So, uh, look. <laughs> Thing, the escape movies, Tombstone. Now he's doing the that was Fast and that Furious. was the post Disney stuff. And oh then, yeah, then, like that was adult Kurt Russell. I'm just going back like, to him. Kurt Russell being, was yeah. I'm and just he, going back to him being the one of the most underrated. If you look at all of the films that we, especially as men, love and geeks, the machismo geeks. Yeah. Uh, it, there, uh, Kurt Russell's in all of them. Even like Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. As shit as that movie is, yeah. Kurt Russell's fucking awesome. In yeah, it. and I just, and he's about to be in Guardians too. <sighs> So that was one of the big points as well. Was at right off the back of the billion dollar break, take home from fate, fast fate, <laughs> fate, fate, fast of the fate. fate, fate, fate. fate. We're also going to now have potentially another billion dollar Guardians of the Galaxy two yeah. sequel with him in it as well. He's doing just fine. He has no. Problems. You know what my one of my favorite underrated Kurt Russell movies is what Overboard. Him and Goldie yes! Hawn. Him and Goldie Hawn. I just go back and watch that movie. Oh, I've seen it a hundred times. So good. It's it's so good. Real quick on Disney, we just want to bring up two things. Number one, we cannot uh, ignore the fact that Johnny Depp apparently was at Disneyland <laughs> right down the street from us. Yes. At the in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, he just decided to put on the Johnny Depp costume or the Johnny Depp the uh, Jack Sparrow costume. <laughs> the Johnny Depp costume. He is I, I think Johnny it's Depp actually. Yeah. I think he's more Jack Sparrow than Johnny Depp these days. Probably. But he was in, like, people would be, like, in the ride, and suddenly, like, there's the real Johnny Depp, like, taking pictures. It was, like, a great sort of, like, hey, look, Johnny Depp's in the thing. And it was, like, a great, Instead like, of that creepy yeah, animatronic. Yeah, it's a great, like, viral marketing thing. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we saw from the Disney sort of side of things this week was, apparently, 
two of our favorite uh, literary writers that have created some of the greatest universes ever. Number one, J.R.R. Tolkien, mm. who created all the Lord of the Rings, and C.S. Lewis, who created all the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe stuff. Apparently, they hated Walt Disney. They did. And there, this came out that there's, there's actually, where did this come from? I think it was in a, it was in one of the books or one yeah, of the, it was uh, like one of those, like, like they had like a sit down, like somebody like wrote stuff down yeah. and they're like, like, ah, Disney, ah, but just, they literally wrote just letters to each other, stupid, uh, talking about what a doofus he was <laughs> yeah. and all of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just a funny thing. Yeah. I, they're just was, angry. Yeah. I don't know why. And he's like, ha ha ha, I have all the money. And then Tolkien's <laughs> like, ha ha ha, I have all the money. And Lewis is like, ha ha ha, I have all the money. And they're all dead. And they're still making their stuff is still making bajillions. Sure. When was the last time somebody posthumously won an Oscar before Ledger? Can you remember? You, I can't tell you. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't want a retraction, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we don't want to make it three in a row, right? Uh, so Heath Ledger's uh, sister, I believe, is co-directing a documentary. Now, this I think I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, he um, whenever he wasn't making a film, yeah. he always had. He was fascinated by cameras. He always had a camera, and he turned it on himself. So he was documenting his life. He was doing social media before social media. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Um, so apparently, his sister, along with others, have gotten some funding together to put this together into a, a limited release. They've made a documentary uh, about Heath Ledger. Uh, it's going to be airing May 3rd, or I'm sorry, it's going to be released to theaters in a limited release in, on May 3rd, and then a couple of weeks later, it's going to come to Spike TV uh-huh. uh, for, for an airing. Soon to be the Paramount Network. But yeah. Ooh, good call. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all this found footage stuff, just like him shooting stuff. So yeah. like, it's like, yes, he, he had a, he had a, a wonderful life, and, um, uh, and he was certainly a tragic character and a tragic hero, uh, but we at least get to take a glimpse into this, this person that he was and, and his rise to fame and maybe his, you know, success, lack of success or whatever it is, but we get to know more about the guy and, and, you know, he's a, he's arguably the the greatest Joker performance that there ever was. I think easily he is. Um, the one thing I'll say, since you brought that up, um, that they did reveal in the article was that a lot of people have a theory that him going into that role as the Joker and the dark nature of it is what drove him to the point of you know doing so many drugs, mm-hmm. and they actually say no, that wasn't the case. That was the happiest he ever was. Interesting uh, during the Dark Knight filming. So the fact that it's it, it had absolutely nothing to do with with that, but he had always experimented with combinations of of different drugs. So I, I just you know to debunk that rumor, but definitely go keep an eye out. Uh, it's supposed to come out this weekend or today. I yeah, guess. May seventeenth on Spike TV. On Spike, yeah. yeah. There was one other person that played the Dark Knight uh, who was in a uh, Ask Me Anything Reddit uh, uh, forum and said he would uh, play Batman again in a second. Was it George Clooney? No. no. Was it Christian Bale? No. Was it Michael Keaton? No. Was it Adam West? No. It was Val Kilmer. Oh, you mean Fat Man. Fat Man. <laughs> you know, kudos to him for uh, for losing all the weight and going through his, uh, air quotes, uh, transformation back in uh, 2014. But I mean, before that, he was like hanging out with Steven Seagal at Golden Corral buffets. <laughs> Those two packed on like yes, three hundred pounds of. Yes, piece they did. And, holy smokes! And but- it's tough to like. It's tough to give the guy shit right now because I mean, the guy went through cancer apparently, and and he's surviving. But still, he said he wanted to go back and play Batman. Yeah. Too late. No, I, I he's no. Sorry, Val. Uh, you, you did fine, but no. Uh, Logan is going to have a black and white edition that's going to get a theater release, and I'm Why? over here just Why? slapping my forehead, going, "It's just you're just milking it." That's, mm-hmm. that's what. It, fine if you want to put it on a Blu-ray, as like a, they did with Mad Max, the Chrome edition. Yeah, of, the yeah. Chrome. What is that? What they called it? Yeah, the Chrome edition of Mad Max. Where it was all black and white. Perfect. Uh, but 
this is just obvious milking it. It's the last Hugh Jackman Wolverine. I give them two years before they figure out how to reboot it again. Uh, and then I just it's let's see how much money we can get out of the audience since it got so much critical acclaim, right? No stranger to critical acclaim would be Ridley Scott, who is going to tell you some things about the new Aliens movies this week. Maybe mm. the Neil Blomkamp thing. Remember the whole Alien 5 thing? What was I that? Do. Well, Ridley did. You guys know what a crazy Aliens fan I am. So Ridley dished this week, finally, on what the hell went on with that. And really what uh, he said it came down to was, look, there was never a fully fleshed out project. It was an idea that was floated that then turned into a 10-page pitch and actually fox are the ones to blame because they didn't buy into the project or they didn't buy into the pitch right uh also off the back of that he said he plans to make not one more but four more aliens films ridley does he's not young how's he gonna pull that off he's 80 something at this point right pretty old so we're, we're gonna have one more to complete the prequel trilogy after covenant that'll lead us to alien okay right and then i'm assuming he's gonna do another trilogy set after maybe aliens or Alien 3? Yeah, we're going to say that Alien 3 and Resurrection don't exist? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, We'll see. But the point I want to make is, look, this, Lucas has Star Wars. Peter yep. Jackson has Lord of the Rings. Aliens is Rip is Ridley's. Ridley Scott, yeah. And James Cameron has the one like little note in it that is his. Yep. But you're right. It's, Ridley- that universe belongs to Ridley Scott. And I think he's just going to do... He has so many ideas of things that they haven't explored with that that franchise that I can't wait to see what he does with it. I have no problem watching four more Aliens films. We've talked at length about some TV and movies, but we have to get to some video games. You know what, Andy? Phil Spencer must listen to the concession stand. Who's Phil Spencer again? Phil Spencer's the guy that's in charge of Xbox, all things Xbox at Microsoft. Do you remember a few episodes back we were talking about this whole idea of Game Pass becoming Mm -hmm. a Netflix for video games? Yes. uh, A digital rental service of sorts, right? Uh, Well, there's now he continues to go on record speculating that uh, Xbox Game Pass is going to be a digital games as a service sort of platform. Okay. Right? So we may actually get that after all. So hang on. We'll keep you posted on, uh, on that. But that would be really cool. But... Not good for the GameStops and Walmarts and brick and mortars of the world. We've forgotten about them on this show, though. <sighs> yes, they're 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 dead to me. No offense. Microsoft generated two billion dollars in revenue last yeah. quarter, and they attributed that highly online digital sales. To, you know, like I said, it's not brick and mortar anymore. It's nope. all digital sales. Yeah, and this is across the entire Xbox Live ecosystem, from Windows Live to Xbox One to mobile as well. So uh, that is, you know, just per quarter they made two billion dollars. Off of Xbox games, That's but their but their active subscriptions uh, as far as Xbox Live are down, right? So yep. they had fifty two million, then it dropped. Or no, wait, they had fifty five million, and it dropped to fifty two million from an article that we read. Or something well, because like? they're favorable numbers, they like to brag that they're up year over year. However, if you look into the details, uh, fifty five million was the peak. At the holiday season, this past four months ago, five months ago, they're already back down 3 million users in the 52 million, according to this last quarterly call. So I've seen a little bit of a decline, but maybe it's natural coming off the holidays. Yeah, because everybody is going back and playing Nintendo again. I think that might be why. Uh, so the Switch is the number two selling console if trending is is hosting. Like, so... 
So their number two selling console of all time or their number two selling console of like since the Wii or what are we saying? No, I want to preface this by saying that, look, this is all speculation based on trending at this point. So if you look at the, they've sold 2.74 million units up to this point. Of the Switch. Of the Switch since it came out. Now that was, if you do some data analysis, that was more than the Xbox One sold during the same time period back in 2013. Seems Weird, but Not okay. quite as many as the PS4 sold during the same time period. Remember, Xbox One and PS4 both came out in November of 2013. Yeah. So PS4 just took it to the bank and, and just went gangbusters with it. It's also trending to outsell the Wii U, which I think we've mentioned before. Shouldn't be difficult, Shouldn't but okay. Shouldn't be difficult. Um, other news around the Nintendo stuff, we've got Super Mario toys coming back to Happy Meals. We've already got them in our house. Really? Yes. Oh, we, nice. we go to McDonald's for the girls every now and then, and we have uh, we have a light-up uh, Mario like thing. We have three of them <laughs> in our house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, I think we mentioned it last week as well, but uh, some more information came out around the new 2DS that's coming out in July. Now, is this just a 3DS without the 3D switch? Now, we already have 2D, or we did have 2DSs. I bought my daughter a 2DS for Christmas, I think, like three years ago, yeah. which was like, it wasn't, it was like a handheld thing. It, it would look like a, um, like a PlayStation controller. It didn't have a flip open screen. However, the new 2DS actually has a flip open screen, and you can't do the slider to give it the 3DS. So ability. that's all it is. Yeah, it's a 3DS it. without the 3D that's slider. It. So they're just constantly coming out with a new piece of hardware <laughs> to play the same games. And that's going to be $149. That's all right. Yeah, sure. Why uh, not? Well, hey, um, we talked about Call of Duty coming out last week. Yes. They had an interesting thing on their website this week where they posted just a picture, an interactive picture of an Enigma machine, Enigma the encoding machine. machine. Enigma machine. Enig- en- 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 enigma machine? <laughs> en- en- enigma? Careful. Uh, they put an Enigma machine, an interactive Enigma machine, on their website as a stunt of sorts to maybe allow you to crack a code to reveal some things. Oh, fun. Reddit uh, loves that shit. Cue the internets. Uh, here comes Reddit, and they solved it in like an hour. And basically what they found is it doesn't do anything except reveal some of the custom- or, uh, character names in the game. Yep. Great. Great. What good job. Good job. Uh, still looking forward to that game. What about your good friends, amazing. Blizzard? Uh, well, <laughs> Overwatch had an interesting week. Always do. Uh, there was a. We got some alerts that Diva was just going to be disabled due to a bug in the game. Really, and the internet absolutely lost their mind because all the Diva mains just went crazy <laughs> ape shit. Right? Uh, they started making memes. Uh, it's just all this cr- Reddit posts and fuck Blizzard and screw you guys and I quit and all this. And they fixed it in like less than an hour. Of course they did. Uh, but I mean, the memes that it generated mm-hmm. <laughs> was on fire. Can I tell you this story? So, uh, like we said earlier in the show, I got a new laptop before I travel. Oh, one more quick thing. Oh, go ahead. Remember, they have officially cracked 30 million players on in Overwatch. Overwatch. Wow. 30 million active players. How does that compare to uh, Warcraft? It's, it's apples and oranges to an extent, but at its peak, World of Warcraft saw about 13 million subscribers. And that's just on a, on a PC thing, whereas, just a PC. whereas Overwatch is over the console and the PC world. PC, Xbox, and uh, PS4. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, like I just said, um, I did uh, get a new laptop uh, for this travel thing that we talked about. Um, so, of course, I, I was like, okay, I can, I can actually run all these Blizzard games on my mm-hmm. laptop. So I, I finally delved into the Heroes of the Storm world yes! this week, right? 
and again, we talked about like, oh, if you get into this, you can pick your 20 free favorite players, whatever. So I, I, I did this and I was doing it with the, just the trackpad. So I wasn't doing it with a mouse. So it was like actually kind of difficult. Yeah. The game itself, I really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would recommend it to anybody to at least try. Uh, but then I was like, okay, I'm going to get the one that has uh, certain characters that I knew from Overwatch. So I, I was like, I'm going to get Genji. But playing Genji on Heroes of the Storm, it's not that good. It no. sucked. Really? So okay. well, because but it was he was more of a range player, and I was playing this other like uh, tank guy. Yeah. And so I was playing a certain way again with the trackpad, so it makes it a little bit different. Sure. Um. But yeah. So uh, I'm a Heroes of the Storm player now. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Well, there's an interesting thing going on now where if we play together as a group, we can unlock certain skins in oh. Overwatch. Particularly the one I mentioned last week with the diva skin where you're the Korean cop outfit and her mech turns into a police car. Nice. I want that one so bad. So we're definitely going to do some some Heroes of the Storm games for sure. Uh, NBA Jam, one of our favorite sports games of all time. Yes, we're talking about sports on the show. Blah, blah, blah. Um, well, it's a video game. Yeah, but apparently there's this new game coming out called NBA Playgrounds, and it's coming out soon, like as in like next week yes. for Xbox, PS4, PC, all that sort of stuff. Same kind of style of game, giant heads on like NBA players, and it looks kind of fun. Did you see the video for this? I did, and you, you know, it's a lot of the things that remind me of NBA Jam from the 90s. You can go on fire, you can do yeah. flips and all kinds of crazy, yeah. crazy stunts. So maybe this is the modern-day NBA Jam that we've always yeah, wanted. Yeah, and they, they just won't take the NBA Jam like brand or whatever, yeah, but yeah, they'll yeah. do a game that's very similar and fun and cartoony. Because, listen, I, I used to like the NBA back in the day, but like uh, as I've played NBA games as I've gotten older, there's just too many buttons for a crossover dribble and this kind of stuff that I just don't get. This is a person that that can play the NHL games and the and the Madden games would be just fine. Basketball's not my sport, but still. Uh this is a very like accessible game to me. Yeah. Hey Andy, did you hear that Mass Effect was already $20 off in the store? Well, let's go out and talk about that in the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, remember when the Great Wall came out a couple weeks ago? Yes. By a couple weeks ago, I mean like 84 days ago, 81 days ago to be exact. Yeah. It's on 81 days from Tuesday coming up. It's on iTunes. Wait, not even three months. Exactly. Let me give you something else. Okay. Get Out, a big, very popular movie. That movie cost $4 million to make, and it's made a bajillion dollars, right? That was the one about the the black and white couple and yes, all that. Yes, yeah. very popular like horror movie from Jordan Peele, from Key and Peele, mm-hmm. right? That is going to be on iTunes 74 days after its release. Logan, remember that movie you didn't see and I saw? March 3rd yeah. it came out. It's going to be on iTunes May 16th. That's 74 days. Lego Batman, which we both saw together. <laughs> yeah. You fell asleep because it was like an, an attack on your brain. Yes. Remember that? Yes. 98 days. That's a that's a long time. Yeah, but John still Wick, in the three-month kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, John Wick 2, 102 days. Uh, all of these movies are going to be on iTunes within a couple of weeks. Yes. How? Yes. These movies just came out in the movie theaters, and now they're on iTunes right away. Didn't we kind of predict this? We did, but actually we're, I'm giving you the actual stats and the numbers of what's actually happening. Wait, th- this wasn't supposed to happen because we just talked a couple of weeks ago about Cin- CinemaCon. With with National yes. Association of Theater, and we where they were we, talking about this was going to be one of the things to extend the marketing budgets, right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm curious now. We're kind of seeing a trend here. We are because this is because then Mass Effect, which we talked about earlier, was twenty dollars off this week, which which just came out March twenty first. It's May third today, right? <laughs> That's not even six weeks. Yeah. So what's the trend we're seeing here? Is it that? Movies are getting out of the theater and onto digital faster, and uh, we're so now AAA titles are coming down in price. 
Because also, wasn't Resident Evil 7 on sale? Yeah. And, and, and was, I bought a day one. And I bought some other ones. Yeah, we both bought Mass Effect day one. Well, paid we, 60 we, bucks we, for Yeah, but we played it. And like, yeah. and like me, I bought... Uh, or whether or not I traded games in to get Mass Effect or uh, to get Resident Evil and fan, uh, Final Fantasy 15, I did all that. Yeah. But 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 I got caught up in the hype, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Like the hype, the hype, the hype, the hype. Get the game, talk about the game, uh, play the game, and be able to talk about it in your water coolers and all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. But 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 that's that's not really what's happening. There's an interesting social anxiety that goes along with that as well because yeah. it's that hey, did you play the new Mass Effect game? Of course, yeah, we did. I totally did. No. You see oh. the bad reviews? You didn't? Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, maybe it's an adult version of peer pressure. I don't know what that is, but yeah, I, why is this happening? Cuz I mean, I know we've speculated that this was maybe the next step of going all digital, all streaming. We're gonna, and because of that, we're gonna maybe see prices come down. But it it seems to be happening, even though that's not what they're marketing to us. Right? They're they're marketing us. No, go see this movie this weekend, a Friday. You know? Yeah. But if you wait three months, or less, or, or seventy four days apparently, <laughs> or eighty one days, you can just get it at iTunes for fourteen ninety nine and not have to go to the movie theater and get all these tickets and popcorn and sodas and all that sort of stuff and spend all this money to go see one movie uh, well i almost asked family. you if it was because uh, uh great wall was such a shit film but we don't know that we never saw it but logan still. is coming to digital faster which was had critical acclaim yeah rave reviews yeah is coming to digital faster than that shitty great wall movie did is exactly i'm i'm, I'm so confused i'm confused too but but we're seeing a trend here and it's going back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago about the hype, the hype, the hype. Go see it, go see it, go see it, go see it. But as these older, grizzled, like, oh, we'll just kind of wait. I don't want to go spend blah, 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 blah. And you've said to me as a family of four, like, we went and saw Lego Batman, yeah. right? So we went and saw Lego Batman for all this money to go see in the theater. Uh, probably 35 40 bucks, probably 70 or 80 by the time all the popcorn and drinks and everything were taken care of, right? Yeah. If I had just waited, what is it? A hundred and... No, no if I had days? waited 98 days from February 10th... Or it would have been that, 15 bucks. It would have been 15 bucks on iTunes. <laughs> and you could have had it forever. And I would have had a digital copy so I could watch it wherever I want to watch it. The kids can watch it on the iPad. <sighs> this could play into the hands of we're, consumers we're, in a big way. We're seeing a trend here. Which I we think the consumers are getting the power but back. we're giving you the actual numbers now. Yes. We're giving the actual numbers on stuff that we've talked about on the show. Yes. That says, like, okay... You missed John Wick 2. You didn't see it in the theater. But guess what? If you had waited 102 days, which you will, because you're yeah. not going to go out in the theater and see it, because no. it's not there anymore, you get to watch it at home. And the iron, sick irony of this is that it will cost me less to own that movie than it would have to go to AMC and Burbank and pay for parking and pay $16, $18 for the ticket. Agreed. But let's say you went and saw the movie once. Let's yeah. say it was $12 when yes. you went and saw it, right? Sure. Let's say you buy the... Blue, uh, the digital copy. Yep. Forget the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray thing is not even not even an issue anymore. Let's say you buy the digital copy for fourteen ninety nine. Yes. You watch the movie twice. Yes. Paid for. Yep. And then some. Yep. Absolutely. That's where we're at now. So what we're getting at is we're in a world. In a world. <laughs> we both did it at the same time. Nice. We're both in a world where if we are just patient enough and we can avoid the hype, which we talked about a couple episodes yeah. ago, you can just wait. And save yourself some money. So, for all of our financially conservative listeners out there, yes, there are certain movies you want to go see on a big screen. Do you want to see Logan on a big screen? Sure. Did you see Logan on a big screen? You didn't get to it. You were busy or whatever. Whatever it was, right? I, I didn't lose a lot of sleep over no, not seeing no, it. No, but you could go get the 
black and white chrome Blu-ray if you want to, which we just talked about. You don't need to. Are they going to Frank Miller it up and make sure, all the blood that's red? Sure, that's an know? anomaly. But, I mean, all we're getting at is simply this. Hurry up and wait. Yes. That is, that is so powerful. That is absolutely so powerful that we could take a little bit of time and just save a ton of money. It's not like we're going to wait and see Guardians of the Galaxy on a Blu-ray because but you and I... Based you on I, what we just said, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? But we have tickets to go see the greatest movie theater in the world and blah, 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 blah. And we're going to... But that's an experience. That's an event film. Sure. Is Logan an event film? Probably, maybe not, but like... It, Get Out certainly isn't. No, but it's but it, but it it was it was critically acclaimed. It's a movie that everybody should see. Do you need to see it in a theater? Probably not. No. Oh, man. Well, I I love that our prophecies are coming true. Even though the studio industry doesn't want it to be that way, that seems to be what is happening. Yeah, they're not listening to our show, apparently. Uh, uh, no, we need to we need to get better on our marketing and just, you know, pound on those guys, <laughs> right? Hey, uh, excuse me, I need to talk to you about theater releases. Well, hey, while you're going to be gone for these 90 days... Um, I'm only gone for 60 days, but yeah. While you're gone for these 60 days... You're going to have a great chance to grow a beard. I already have a beard. Well, and you already have a beard. A more epic beard than you have right or now. Or if you were waiting for these movies, let's say you didn't go see Logan and you wanted to wait for it to come yes. to iTunes and you didn't have facial hair. Yes. If you're a guy, if you were a female, maybe you wanted to grow some leg hair yeah. or some other hair, which we won't speak of, right. but there you go. Yes, you could do that, right? Well, for our fun stuff section tonight, I wanted to read to you an excerpt. Okay. If you, if you would humor me. I will. Charles Darwin argued... Oh, Charles Darwin Charles himself. Charles Darwin. Facial hair is the human equivalent of the peacock's train or the stag's antlers. Mm. A conspicuous signal for males to deploy in the competition for mates. In hundreds of experiments on all manner of animals, from guppies to grouse. Guppies can grow beards? Okay, go ahead. Allegedly. According to <laughs> Charles Darwin, I mean, there's nothing stopping them, right? Yeah. When biologists trim or dim these masculine traits, males lose out on mating opportunities. Oh, no. Hmm. They either lose contests with other males, or they simply become invisible to females. So we're talking about beards, which you and I are both fans of. And yes. we've had them, and we don't grow them because it's cool. We I can't remember them. the last time I was clean-shaven. Probably Y2K time frame. I grew my beard. I had a goatee for a while, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I grew my beard in 2010 when the uh, Stan, uh, when the Blackhawks were going for the Stanley Cup. Okay. And I grew the, the rest of the beard out, and I have not shaved it since. Not true, because when they won the cup, I told my <laughs> wife, I was like, I will shave the beard if they win the Stanley Cup, and they did, and I shaved it, and I was completely clean-shaven, and my wife goes, that's terrible, grow it back. And my my <laughs> one-year-old baby, who was turning eight, the, yep. the May the 4th baby... Didn't recognize you. Did not recognize me, was like, eh, and didn't like me, and so I grew the beard back, and I've had it ever since. So I had a playoff <laughs> beard, and a beard, well-groomed, by the way. Yes, that's a good point. Since that time. As part of this study that from the article that I just read the excerpt from... Uh, they did a big internet survey across Facebook across 87 different countries. Okay. And some, some fun facts, right? Go for it. Hungarian Facebook users <laughs> were the least hairy. Really? 68% of them are clean shaven, and only 8% have full beards. Of just Hungarian Facebook just users. Just Hungarian Facebook users. Oh, that's, right. a, that's a really specific Who fact, knows? But okay. it, well, they had Facebook. It's the power of the internet. Okay. Right? Yes. A mere 800 kilometers away. Yes. Italians embraced the beard more than all other nations surveyed with only 28% going smooth. 28% of all Italians go smooth? Yes. Well, that, that means, what is that? Carry the one. So Mario and Luigi, sure. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. 
yeah. uh, going completely clean shaven. Yes. So all, all right. others have some form of facial hair. This is really interesting. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. So let's come to the U.S. New York City. New York City. <laughs> Despite its hipster reputation, houses the highest percentage of clean shaven men at 60%. While San Antonio, Texas has the lowest of 9% of the 11 American cities we sampled. Wait a minute. So 9% of people in San Antonio, Texas are clean shaven. Everybody else has either a mustache or a beard? Some form of facial hair. Okay. From stubble to mustache to whatever. Fair enough. Some configuration. Okay. And the funny thing about this is that the U.S. is absolutely a true melting pot of facial hair. So more than any other nation, Mm. it embraces mustaches, goatees, soul patches, and various various combinations thereof. One American man in four, one in four, wears one of those styles. Interesting. Which is three times more than anywhere else in the world. Wow. Either, we're, the either we're too lazy to shave or we have uh, uh, some sort of form of expression that we want to do. That's a combination of both, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And because- that will lead us to our... Background. Okay. Based on the conversation and the excerpts that I just read, right? I would like for you to name as many historical and pop culture icons oh. in history that are hirsute. That are hirsute. Hirsute, for those of you that don't know the definition of that word, <laughs> per Webster, it is a person with some sort of hairy element. So uh, we're going to keep this hairy element to facial hair. Yes. So does that include, what did you say, like mustache? And Andy, Andy, just stop. Look, just right. name as many historical and pop culture icons you can that have facial hair configurations. Go. All right. We already said Mario and Luigi, so we have to put Waluigi and Wario in it. You cannot talk about a beard without talking about Chuck Norris, uh, Abraham yes. Lincoln, uh, Tom Selleck had an amazing mustache, Sam Elliott also had an amazing mustache, uh, directors with beards, there's a million of them, Lucas, uh, Spielberg, Coppola, uh, Peter Jackson, James Cameron, uh, other beards that are fa- uh, Alan Rickman in Die Hard. Um, uh, Kurt Russell in 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 uh, Tombstone. Basically, everybody in Tombstone. Yeah. Um, Bill Paxton. <laughs> Basically, everybody Austin. in the yeah. Wild West. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, whether you're not believing him, uh, Jesus is one with like yes! a beard. Yeah, there's that guy with the, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus uh, Cristo. Danny, uh, you went, you went uh, Spanish, so like uh, Danny Trejo. And, uh, oh, um, nice. Uh, who else? This is awesome. We could we could come up with I this think forever. Pablo Escobar There's, had an epic th- mustache. We're going to get so many people like, how did you not think of that guy? Yeah. Uh, Luke Sky- I want to hear all those. Luke Skywalker in episode eight. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, uh, everybody in Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Uh, the dwarf people. What the hell is the a dwarf, dwarf guy? What is the hell is a dwarf They're guy? They're dwarves. What is the hell is a dwarf guy in Lord of the Rings? Why can't I think of Gimli it? Gimli of glory. Gimli, yes. Gimli of, yeah, that, everybody. He had a majestic beard. Yeah, everybody in Braveheart except Mel Gibson. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I know. Well, hey, guys, we want to know what pop culture icons and historical figures with beards that you think we missed out on. General Zod. Sorry. Did, did he? He did have in one. Superman two. In Superman two. God, you keep interrupting me. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let us know on Twitter. Send us your <laughs> tweets. Also, if you don't mind, leave us a review on the iTunes Store. Really helps us out there. Let us know what you think of the show and what we could do better or what you love. I'm Nick Howell. You can find me over at Data Center Dude on Twitter, and I'm uh, Andy Nelson. You can find me at Andy Nelson seventy six also on Twitter. Uh, again, I will be across the globe yes. uh, for the next couple of months, so uh, I'm excited to talk to you over uh, and, and give you stories from what I'm dealing with. But yeah, 
Uh, we'll play a little game of where in the world is Andy San Diego. Yeah, nice. All right, I like that. That's going to do it for us this week. We will see you next time. Later. Bye. This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com. Project to write the books of the 90s, yep. where he wrote the books of he the 90s. created the character, sure. Yeah. He, I, well, I didn't know it. In the city of L.A.